0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, April 12th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Well, last week I was supposed to be on vacation. Of course, I wasn't on vacation because I'm never on vacation because so many things are happening here. See, now I'm the CEO of my own news organization. For 45 years, I worked for somebody else, so I didn't have to handle the business end of it, personnel end of it, all of that. But now I do. And so we got radio, 300 stations, we got TV that you're watching me now, we've got other things in motion. And one of those things involved me going down and talk to President Trump uh, in Mar-a-Lago last Tuesday. And I'll tell you about that at the end of the program. Um, Also, on vacation, I really studied President Biden's two-and-a-half-month tenure so far. And I studied it with a critical eye. I'm not going to tell you that I think he's an effective president because I don't. But I, I studied it as a historian, not as a journalist in contemporary America. But looking back, comparing him to other presidents, and he is, by my standard, the most radical left president in the history of this republic. Second would be FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, because FDR had to impose a quasi-socialism to keep people from dying during the Great Depression, literally dying. Well, Joe Biden didn't have to do that. Nobody's dying in this country from malnutrition or whatever. They may tell you they are, but they're not. But Biden is so befuddled, he's so diminished, that he's just rubber stamping all of the radical proposals that his so-called people give him. Now, I wrote a column called Comrade Joe. Uh, it's posted on BillOReilly.com. I hope you read it to back up um, what I'm telling you. And I'm gonna analyze it tonight, uh, some of the things to give you more specifics. All right, let's start with uh, the president's schedule. We do this every day, as you know. At uh, noon today, he briefly met with some CEOs virtually, on, they're having a summit on semiconductor and supply chain resilience. All right. I have no idea. No one knows what that is, including President Biden, but he was there. At uh, 145, the president and vice president uh, met with a bipartisan group of Congress people to discuss the American jobs plan. That must have been a thrilling uh, meeting there. I don't know if any Republicans were in there. I doubt it. But uh, if there were, we'll find out. So it's it's clear to me, and and I may be being unfair. I might be being unfair. Be being is that? I might be unfair. He doesn't do anything all day. He doesn't do doesn't do anything. Now, on a couple of occasions, I was there during the Trump uh, years, uh, and I was in the White House in the West Wing. And I watched, and I saw what happened. (laughs) There's nothing like this. they're pretty relaxed. It's a pretty relaxed schedule. So you had two things uh, today, and uh, that was it. Now, Joe Biden uh, historically has defended the Senate filibuster. That means you got to get 60 votes to get legislation passed. And the reason that the Founding Fathers put that in Um, was because they wanted laws not to be political. They wanted enough members of the opposing party in the Senate to okay a law, rather than just being straight party-line votes, which it is in the House of Representatives. Remember, you need two houses to pass a law and then a president to sign it. So that's why you have the filibuster at 60. All right. Now, it has been abused, the filibuster, it has, but you need it. Because if you have one party in charge, they're going to pass a whole bunch of laws. And then, then the next party comes in, they're going to wipe all those laws out, and you have chaos. So don't even pass them until you have a 60-member majority in the Senate. So the progressive left and Joe Biden, they want to do away with the filibuster because they know they can't get 60 votes in the Senate for their radical left proposals, right? So we all up to date. That's what's going on. Now here's what Joe Biden said about the filibuster in the year 2005, go. The filibuster is not about about stopping a nominee or a bill. It's about compromise and moderation. That's why the founders put unlimited debate in. That's what it's about, engendering compromise and moderation. (laughs) So 16 years later, Oh, no, 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 no. So uh, Biden says that the filibuster is being abused in a gigantic way now. But in 2005, it wasn't, but now it is. All right. And he says that it's a relic from the Jim Crow era. That means that if you support the filibuster, you're a racist. So the theme is if you oppose anything the progressive left wants, You're a racist. No matter what it is, you're a racist. Okay, we all know that. But Biden and his crew are not going to be able to cancel the filibuster because two senators on the Democratic side, Manchin and Siena, Manchin from West Virginia, cinema, I should say, of Arizona. No, they're not going to vote to boot the filibuster out. So they say, and I believe them. I believe them. All right. So the filibuster's staying. Good. Now, on the Supreme Court expansion, once again, Joe Biden said recently he doesn't really want to change the nine justice setup. Go. I have not been a fan of Pat co- uh, court packing because I think it just generates what will happen. Every Whoever wins, it just keeps moving in a way that is inconsistent with what is going to be manageable. So you're still not a fan? Well, I'm not a fan. Okay, so that was, uh, what was the date? October 15th, 2020, six months ago. Uh, but now, now, uh, now he's appointed a commission. Last Friday, President Biden announced that he would sign an executive order forming the Presidential Commission on the Supreme Court of the United States to explore possibly adding more justices. All right? Ah, but he was six months ago and he wasn't a fan, so why would you do that? Because you're doing everything you're told to do, Joe Biden. Okay, so the co-chairs of this commission to study the issue are Bob Bauer. He is a law professor at NYU and a former White House counsel under President Obama. So you'd have to be liberal, Right. And then Christina Rodriguez, Yale Law School professor, who is another liberal. So they're in charge. Okay. I bet they come back and say we should have more than nine Supreme Court justices. You want to take that bet? <laughs> not going to happen, by the way. I mean, they, they'll, they'll come back and say that, but not going to do it. Okay, so all of this, and in my studies last week, <clears throat> and believe me, I... I read the Georgia election law. I mean, I did my homework when I was off. The Democratic Party wants to create a federal government based upon California and New York State, where we have one party rule. Okay, there is no Republican opposition in either California or New York. That matters. It's just progressives. That's all it is. Now, both states are in a shambles because of that. And any fair-minded person, even if you're a liberal progressive, you got to know that your state, if it's California, New York, is a shambles because of terrible management. Now, the third component of all this radicalism directed at Biden is to let Washington, D.C., be a state. Now, the founders said, no, we need to have territory simply for the federal government to operate, and that will be Washington, D.C. That's not going to be overturned. They'll try, but it's unconstitutional. And the Supreme Court is comprised, we'll say it's that. All right. But you see, you get what the radical left wants to wipe out any opposition by saying, if you oppose us, you're a racist and we don't want Republican Party at all. We want to run the show, change the economy into a socialist economy and tell you what you can and can't do in every area. Medical, self-defense, how much money you can take home from your job, every single thing. How could any American vote for that? That's my simple question because I'm a simple man. How could any American vote for that? You may hate Donald Trump. You may loathe Mitch McConnell. You may think the Republicans are a bunch of dunderheads. Okay. But how, how could you vote for a party that wants to destroy our entire system? How? Yet, Joe Biden's president. Okay. Major League Baseball. This is the biggest sports blunder in history. So the guy who's in charge of Major League Baseball is named Robert Manfred. Rob Manfred. In the past, he's a milk toast kind of guy. Not a table pounder at all. I mean, all of the guys that run the sports leagues, all of them are politicians, and they get paid enormous amounts of money because of the television contracts. Okay, so you know that the Georgia election law was updated, changed, and Rob Manfred now says, well, we don't like that, so we're going to move the All-Star game from Atlanta to Denver. Well, what don't you like, Rob Manford? He doesn't say what he doesn't like. He doesn't like it. Why doesn't he like it? Because the progressives told him not to like it. The progressives are the players. The players. There's a lot of militant players, not as many as in the NBA and NFL, but there's a lot of them. And, then, Rob, you got you to be woke, man. You got you to virtue-seek here. This Georgia law inhibits voting. But it doesn't. There isn't anything in the law that inhibits anyone from voting. Nothing. There's a stupid thing in the law that says you can't give water to somebody waiting online to vote. Now, they put that in, I guess, because they think that somebody might have bribed somebody with a bottle of water. I don't know. But that's just dumb. All right? I mean, they didn't need to put that in. But otherwise, it's, it's eminently reasonable. But Rob Manfred, no nah, no, nah, he's watching CNN and he's seeing stuff like this. Go.
1: This is just out and out racist. That's all it is. They're trying to it is built on a lie that people of color in urban centers and big urban areas around the country that they somehow did something fraudulent, that they stole an election.
0: That's not true. All right, what the Georgia people wanted to do was tighten it up. Because there were so many allegations of fraud, all right, most of them unproven. But some of them, you know, uh, William Barr, the attorney general at the time, said, yeah, it was some, um, but it didn't rise. Couldn't overthrow the election and we're still waiting. Maybe some massive fraud will appear. Could be. I don't think it will, but it could. So individual states that run for their own elections say, make yeah, it may get a little tighter. We're not going to let anybody vote by mail if we don't know who they are. And you're not going to have six weeks to vote. We'll tighten it up. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Now, in Canada, you got to have an ID to vote. Do you know that? Yeah, I told you that a few times. So in Mexico, too. Gee, Rob Manford, head of Major League Baseball, I guess the Toronto Blue Jays, they might be in Canada. They're not now because Canada and I'll get that at a moment, as so much COVID, they can't play in Toronto, so they're down in Florida. But anyway, Rob Manfred, if you're gonna pull the all-star game out of Atlanta, you gotta pull the Blue Jays out of Toronto, right? Because they demand an ID. You can't vote without one. You can't vote in person or by mail, unless you have a valid identification in Canada. Okay, Rob Manfred, hello. So no more Toronto Blue Jays. They got to come south. But not to Georgia. Can't be the Savannah Blue Jays. No, 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 no. So this is so stupid. And Manfred is such an imbecile. And he is an imbecile. Because anybody would know that condemning a voting law that doesn't hurt anybody and embarrassing the state of Georgia by moving a game to Denver, a game that would help Fulton County, mostly minority, economically, you know you're going to get pushback. Rob Manford, right? You know. No, I'm going to do it anyway because I want my cocktail party people to like me. Okay. So also on the We Hate the Georgia Election Law train are many corporations, and I'm going to name them so you can decide whether you want to do business with them. Not calling for a boycott, I don't do that. But you need to know who believes that the Georgia new voting law, again, nothing wrong with it, is racist. Here they are. Home Depot, Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, Burke, JP Morgan Chase, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz. I'm going to stop at Mercedes-Benz. A loathsome company. All right. They every time. Throw in with the progressive left and boycott any conservative, traditional people, every blank in time. Mercedes Benz, top of the list. All right. German company. But how many Mercedes you see whipping around? Loathsome. UPS, Bank of America, Cisco, Microsoft. These are all virtue seekers, all woke. Citigroup, American Express. Viacom CBS. Oh, what a shock. Viacom CBS. But they did the Masters, didn't they, yesterday? Oh, that was in Georgia, CBS. Wasn't that in Georgia? Why didn't you cancel the event and move it to North Carolina or South Carolina? Weather's well, the same. No, CBS didn't want to move the Masters. Too much money. And i not going to move it. So Manfred thinks he's going to make the same amount of money in Denver that he made in Georgia. Well, I'm not watching the All-Star Game. Oh, nobody watches it. But CBS Viacom. Oh, that, oh, this new law is important provisions that unfairly restrict the rights of people to vote legally. What a bunch of crap. Well, if that's you believe that, okay, then pull the masters. No. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Will Smith had a movie he was shooting in Georgia, okay? It was directed by a guy named Antoine Fuqua, who's a really good director, by the way. There's Will. I like Will, by the way. I've uh, run into him a couple of times, and he's a very personable guy. So uh, the uh, name of the movie is Emancipation. has to do with slavery. So they're pulling it, moving out of Georgia. They're going to Louisiana just think about louisiana much more conservative than georgia but all right so they're pulling a movie and they're going uh will smith and fuqua stacy abrams is behind all this all right she may be the next governor of georgia i hope herschel walker uh runs against her but walker's thinking about running for senator that'd be okay too i like herschel um But Stacey Abrams, she's behind all this boycotting business, all the other CEOs, kind of calls them up and says, yeah, you want to do this? Or if you don't do it, I might have to put out the word that you're a racist. Stacey Abrams, oh boy. All right, did I, uh, was I unfair? Please, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Please, if I'm unfair, if you believe I'm not, reporting accurately or analyzing based on facts, please let me know. I'll read your letter tomorrow and I will give it every consideration. Okay. But this is just unbelievable. And here's the capper. Rob Manford, in major league baseball just made a big deal with China, communist China that has people, the Uyghurs, the Muslims in the Western part of the country in concentration camps. That's right. Just like the Germans. They got the Uyghurs in there. But Rob Manford, he makes a deal with them. Here's the deal. They're going to provide 20 Major League Baseball. It's going to provide 20 world-class facilities for Chinese students, athletes. Like China did not have enough money to do that, Rob. China can't do that. Commies can't do that. You got to do it. With money coming in from TV and fans? You have to do that? So Wait a minute. What about the voting laws in China? Rob? Hello, Rob? Voting laws in China? You vote for Xi or we shoot you. That's the law. Have you been to Hong Kong lately? Hmm? They're trying to have free elections there. All those people are in jail. Don't want to have free elections. Rob, you signed a deal. Really good. I said it in the beginning of this. Rob Manfred is an imbecile. That's what he is. And I'm not name-calling. I'm describing his state of mind. He cannot process information. This is insane. Why would you sign a deal with communist China? When the communist government could build eighty thousand facilities if they wanted to, they control all the money. It's just—I mean, oh, you know—I never thought I would get to this state in my career in my life, where I'm—I'm I'm sitting here and my mouth is going—is I can't believe this is so stupid. I can't believe what's happening in America. I can't believe this man is running Major League Baseball. How is that possible? It used to be that you had to be smart to run a corporation. So Coca-Cola, they're one of the big boycotters of the Georgia election law because they're based in Georgia. Well, Coca-Cola is killing more people than the tobacco industry. Did you know that? Because there's so much sugar in Coca-Cola that diabetes is off the chart. And obesity is off the chart. It's not just Coca Cola and all of those sugar drinks. It's crazy, crazy amounts of processed sugar. Don't hear anything about that. Get woke. Putting that in your body, three, four bottles of that a day, you're going to die early. I think it's more dangerous to drink two, three cans of Coke, and even Diet Coke's got all that chemical crap in there. I, ey, this is more dangerous than smoking five cigarettes a day, in my opinion. I'm not a doctor, okay. But Coca-Cola? What well, they're virtue-seeking. Oh, no, we're looking out for the folks. We're looking out for all the poor people drinking all of our Coke loaded with sugar. And then our diet stuff... This guy's unbelievable. I don't even know what this stuff is. Read the label. All right, let's get down the border. <laughs> Here's my favorite story. So you remember that uh, President Biden appointed his vice president, Kamala Harris, to be in charge of the border. Okay. Well, Kamala Harris didn't like that at all. All right? Now, I told you from the very, very beginning that Joe Biden does not like Kamala Harris. Okay? He doesn't like her because she embarrassed him and called him a racist during the Democratic primary debate. Okay, So he appoints her knowing Kamala Harris is not going to do anything about the border and she's going to look stupid if she tries because she'll fail. Kamala Harris is smart enough to know she was being set up. So she was appointed the ambassador to the border, okay, and refuses to go. She won't go there. Now, Biden's so weak that he can't force her to go. Now, if Trump told Mike Pence to jump, Mike jumped. If he said, hey, you got to go over to uh, Kwezikistan someplace, (laughs) Mike was on a plane. Okay, now, when President Trump said, hey, don't certify the electoral vote, Pence had to. Had to. So he couldn't. But Mike Pence was a good vice president in the sense he did what Donald Trump asked him to do for the sake of the country. Kamala Harris not going to the border. <laughs> not. And the guy, the president of El Salvador, have you seen this guy? He looks like Mark Anthony, you know, the singer. Uh, Mark, that's the president of El Salvador looks like, a young guy. He's not going to meet with any of the Biden people. He doesn't want to meet with them. And Biden, oh no, no, we're going to go down and solve all their problems. Look, we're not meeting with you. But the best part of this story is Harris going. I'm not going to the board. I'm not going to do anything. I don't want this job because I know why he's giving it to me. So I look like a schmo. It's such a good story. Now here's not a good story. Since Biden was sworn in, more than three hundred and fifty. Thousand foreign nationals have been detained by Border Patrol. Most of them, and I don't have a number on it, okay, are here. Three hundred and fifty thousand in two and a half months, and and hundreds of thousands coming. And what's you doing? Don't know what to do. Kamala, would you go down? Would you go down, please, and, and stop the three hundred and fifty thousand coming? Home? There was an interesting article and the title of the article over the weekend was, if it's not broken, Biden will break it. (laughs) The old saying, if it's not broken, don't fix, you know, don't fix it. (laughs) COVID. Okay. So Canada, our friends to the north have socialized medicine. Okay. That means the government controls your medical care. Okay, so in Canada, there's a surge of COVID and it shut down. So I said Toronto Blue Jays have to go to Florida to play the games. So cases in the last two weeks are up 89 percent, deaths up 30, according to the New York Times COVID tracker. I hope that's not anonymous sources there, but uh, so 89 percent up COVID cases, deaths up 30 percent. In Canada coast to coast so the Prime Minister little Justin Trudeau okay he doesn't know what to do so he's closing everything all right so in Canada 19% of the population and remember their population is what 20 million is that what it is it's around 20 maybe I have that wrong but is it you know we have 330 million they don't have very many in Canada 19% Of Canadians have received at least one dose of the vax. Here, it's 33%. Why? What's the difference? We made it. That's why we made the vax. Operation Warp Speed under President Trump. What did Justin do? Nothing. What did the Canadian pharmaceuticals companies do? Nothing. Because it's socialized. That's what governments do. Nothing. They don't invent anything, ever, for you socialists out there. And, uh, you know, in Santa Florida, a lot of Canadians, they're getting a vax because they're here. Czech Republic. Mm. So Prague, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. If you ever get a chance, go to Prague. I like the Czechs. Czechs seem to be logical. However, this is disturbing. So the Czech government said all Czech children have to be vaccinated, whether your parents want that or not. Parents took it to court. Czech court said, nah, gotta have your kids vaccinated. It's law. Prague has a right to pass it, get that kid in line, or the kid doesn't go to school and go out of the house and do anything. Now, this is the EU. So individual rights. You don't have them in the EU. Government says your kid has to get vaccinated. Gets to get vaccinated. Or you go to jail. You get punished. Thought you'd like to know. All right, Let's deal with this Minneapolis thing. Um, I'm just going to give you the facts. Because more will come out. Fact number one. Another young black man shot dead by police... 10 miles north of Minneapolis in a town called Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Minnesota. I've been there. The man fled police in a truck. Police pulled him over, had an outstanding warrant, fled a woman police officer, fired her pistol at the man. The police chief of Brooklyn says the woman police officer thought she grabbed her taser I don't believe that story. You don't fire a taser at a fleeing truck, but I could be wrong. But right now, cursory, not going to fly. But we wait. Now, of course, within minutes of the announcement, Black Lives Matter activists were out on the street. Let's see some tape. They're throwing stuff at cops, causing trouble, trying to do all that within minutes. Okay. Now, the guy could have had a machine gun. He didn't. He didn't have, he was unarmed. But they didn't know. So they're out trying to hurt people and do what they do. Okay. Tomorrow we are going to have a report on uh, the leader of the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation and her real estate dealings. Where do you hear? Be here tomorrow. Okay. So George Floyd, I had some time. On vacation, which really wasn't a vacation, but don't feel sorry for me. I like my job. There's no way that uh, police officer Derek Chavin gets off. I think he'll be convicted of second-degree murder. The evidence is just overwhelming. Now, I'm not trying a case. I'm telling you what I, as an American, have observed in the trial testimony. That's all I can do. I'm a fair man. I don't look at it with any agenda. I, I can't see how he's not convicted of second-degree murder. Trial is going to wrap up probably this week. The jury's going to have to come back. Very tough. Um, now, the defense, Chauvin's lawyer, said, look, can we sequester the jury? So We don't want them to see this stuff up in Brooklyn, Minnesota. We don't want to see the riots and all that. And the judge said, no, that was a mistake. I think that gives Chauvin's lawyers some appeal room. Okay, San Francisco and New York City, both are losing uh, citizens in an unprecedented rate. Let's get New York first. From July 19 to July 20, before the full extent of the tax madness and the COVID madness, New York lost 127,000 citizens, New York City. Um, No, New York State. That's New York State. Since 2010, New York state has lost 1.4 million residents. So people in New York are leaving and we're going to lose congressional seats here because of it. Mass exodus out of here. And what does Albany do? They passed the highest tax bill in history. New York is now the highest tax state. Knowing that 1.4 million people have already left, there'll be another 1.4 million leaving in the next couple of years. That's New York. San Francisco, which is a much smaller city than New York City, has lost in the fourth quarter, just the fourth quarter of 2020, 115,000 people in a quarter left the city because they don't want people shooting up drugs on their front lawn, defecating and urinating in front of their children. And they're going, you don't want to stay here. We're leaving. Now, Nancy Pelosi still staying, but everybody else is leaving. And remember, the poor people can't leave. They can't leave, even if they want to leave. MSNBC, perhaps the most irresponsible news agency in the history of journalism. When uh, Officer Billy Evans was killed on April 13th in Washington, D.C., NBC News reporter, veteran guy, been around forever, Pete Williams, said this.
2: And the question now is, what's the condition of the Capitol police officers who were injured um, when the man, uh, we're told it was a white male that was driving the car, when the man got out of the car and attacked the police officers with a knife?
0: Okay, we're told it's a white man. Who told you that, Pete? Turned out to be an African American assailant, Noah Green. So who told you it was a white man? Who told you? Pete doesn't say. Now, a mistake like that, when I was working at Network News, would have gotten you suspended. Pete Williams, ah, I, somebody told me, I, I don't know. So I reported it on national TV, somebody told me. I Can't tell you who that was. Why? Because MSNBC wanted it to be a white man. That's why. That's why. It's. What a scandal this is. DMX, rapper, dies at age 50, drug overdose. If you read any of the coverage, you would think that DMX is the greatest guy in the world. Now, I'm sorry that DMX died. I'm sorry that the people who love him have to suffer. I truly am. I don't want anybody to die. I mean, I'm not a barbarian. But when I was reading these things about DMX, it looked like this guy was, you know, some... Tremendous, tremendous humanitarian. That's what the articles all said. Okay, so uh, DMX, the rapper, was the father of 15 children, 15, by nine different women. Okay, he's in jail 30 times for offenses including robbery, assault, carjacking, animal cruelty, driving under the influence, drug possession. Failure to pay child support. Tax evasion in jail 30 times. DMX, dead at age 50. Now, when I die, the New York Times, right here. But DMX, it's it's okay.
1: Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on hollywoodtakeover.com bill. That's hollywoodtakeover.com slash B-I-L-L.
0: Stay in history. April 12th, 1955, the announcement that the polio vaccine was underway, trial, 66 years ago. All right? So then, in 1961, there was an oral vaccine developed, and by 1957... Everybody was vaxxed, and polio cases in the USA dropped by 90%. By 1994, America was polio-free, all because of Jonas Salk. Remember that name, Jonas Salk. He developed a vaccine, but capitalism fueled it. Polio, gone, wiped out. Let's hope that happens with COVID. How about this for uh, polio? President Franklin Roosevelt had it. We write about that extensively in Killing Patton, because there's a big component about FDR in Killing Patton and Killing the Rising Sun. Other people who had polio, Francis Ford Coppola, he was the director of The Godfather, Donald Sutherland, the actor, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Jack Nicholas, the golfer, Mia Farrow, Alan Alder, the actor, and Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propaganda man, all had polio, which caused partial paralysis. That was 55 years ago today. That was on the scene quick break back with mail and then i'm going to tell you about my meeting with donald trump
2: recession and inflation are here gas housing and everyday goods are up way up
0: All right, let's go to the mail. Jacqueline, concierge member, which means Jacqueline gets direct access to me. We hope you all consider that, particularly because Killing the Mob is out three weeks from tomorrow, and you get it free if you become a premium or concierge member. Jacqueline says, every person who voted for Joe Biden should be required to take five migrant children into their homes and pay for everything they need forever. John, as I talk to people, the lever of cluelessness. The level of cluelessness is astounding. So many just believe whatever the mainstream media tells them. It's true. William Carter, Somerville, North Carolina, ordered two coffee mugs a few days ago, used them for the first time, and they look great. So, you know, our campaign Stand Up for America isn't done. And these mugs are one of the most important, as are the mats. Put them outside your house. And the shirts and the hats. Barbara Nelson, Bend, Oregon. Thanks for mentioning the Daily Chatter. I think our country needs to be more internationally aware. Now, get a lot of reaction from the Daily Chatter. It's Daily Chatter1Word.com. Daily Chatter. It's a newsletter. And they deliver it to you every morning. And if you want foreign news, because we don't do a lot of foreign news here, that's the place to be. Daily Chatter. All right, Jim Natcheway. As Illinois, I'm a premium member and I have given gift memberships to others. You're a patriot for doing that, Jim. The No Spin News is my primary news source. I'm glad you we will never deceive you. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break now and then come back and tell you about my meeting with Donald Trump, which is pretty interesting. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know? that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt. Policy genius life insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age, and work coverage may fall short. Policy genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait, spring into action and secure your family's future. With policy genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. All right, here's the final thought. Um, Last week, as you know, I was down in Florida. had a great time. We're on Hutchison Island. Stayed at the Hutchison Island Resort and Spa. Didn't go to the spa, but the resort was very nice. And uh, tons of people down Everybody having a good time. Everyone's masked, all right? I got in the ocean once, all right? I was busy because I had to go down to Palm Beach, about a 45-minute drive from Martin County. uh, And I met with Donald Trump, who I had not seen for more than a year. So I can't tell you what we talked about because that's a private conversation. But I can tell you that he looked good, dropped a few pounds, um, good spirits, good energy level. Mar-a-Lago, where he lives and the the club down there, uh, looked great. And I understand Sylvester Stallone is the newest member (laughs) down there. But anyway, uh, one thing I can tell you is Mr. Trump wants to run for president again. I don't think he'd mind me. uh, He didn't tell me that outright, but from our conversation, which was about 30 minutes long, that's what I got. So he may be back. If he wants to do it, there are certain things that he's going to have to do differently, and I'm not sure that he will change a bit. However. It was good to see him as you know i've known him for 30 years uh when we have a chat it's wild we go all over the place and he always tells me something that i don't know and i hope i do that too when i'm broadcasting to you but he always tells me something i don't know but he was in good spirits and i was happy to see him and um you know we'll see how that goes right Thanks for watching tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.